personally, that's one of the biggest motivations I have is, you know, I like to do outdoor stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when we go on trips and stuff like that, I want to be able to go hiking or do whatever, you know, just not just any particular activity. And um, that's the whole thing with CrossFit, right? Preparing for the unknown and the unknowable. So, you know, you get out of the car somewhere and you're like, hey, we want to go do this. We want to go climb this wall. We want to go do whatever. And I want to be able to do those things till I'm old. You know, my dad's 77. I just had him on my on a tube in the in the water. You know, like a, yeah. a tube behind the boat and all that. And I was like, I want to be 77 and being jerked around by my a-hole son. You know, on yeah. a tube. <laughs> I am an everyday athlete. I am an everyday Good morning, everyone. This is Jared Bass with Mark McCain, and you're listening to Everyday Athlete, a podcast devoted to bringing you the amazing stories behind the lives of day-to-day CrossFit athletes like yourself. And today we have, it's Colgan. Is there a first name? Is it just Colgan? Actually, it's Colgan. <laughs> little, little known secret. Uh, however, I'll give you guys a pass because my wife actually calls me Colgan, so I think you guys are definitely... Uh, Capable is it really Colgan? Col- yeah. 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 No. Yeah. <laughs> Man. I feel like I've been lying to you yeah. for years. Exactly. This is two weeks Mind straight. Blood. I've been saying people's names wrong. <laughs> That's all right. You've been saying your name right. wrong for... My, my wife's been doing it for 25 years. So oh, my gosh. It's, it's fine. We're going to change everyone. <laughs> it's Colgan. Guys, did you hear that? Yeah. It's Colgan. Yeah. There's there's like four people that pronounce it that way. And oh, yeah, man. So. I yeah. had no idea. And like, so it's been, I mean, because you were... Did, did you, were you there when we took over? Yeah. I'm actually one of the um, OGs of like yeah. it, so I August, August 1st of 2012. So I just passed my five year anniversary of oh, doing CrossFit. Man. And uh, yeah, so when man, they opened and, the gym at the car wash, I was there first day. I actually signed up July 31st. And wow. congratulations, you made it past the five year mark of uh, the usually the athlete life cycle is usually five years and yeah. people are just like, I'm done. Yeah. 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 It's, it's kind of amazing when you think about that five years that I've been doing this. I mean, that's by far the longest I've ever stuck with anything fitness related. That's awesome. Playing, you know, youth sports as a kid, you know, I did that quite a bit, but, uh, I think that's a fantastic place to start then. Mm -hmm. Where, uh, what, what made you get started back in 2012? Cause we were, you know, Mark and I were only a couple of years prior to that. So it's been, uh, not, not many people. I think a lot of those people that started way back then are, are yeah. generally become like a coach. Yeah. So what made you kind of just... Yeah, I'm not I'm not really down that path. You have a real life. It's yeah, fine. You, you'd be it. surprised to know that that's uh, not my direction right now. Um, but yeah, so that's a good question. Um, I uh, started kind of, you know, the, the fitness thing for me was uh, played soccer all growing up and in college years just tried to stay fit, running and that kind of stuff. And then... Uh, after college, I got really into cycling and did that for a bit. And then, you know, cycling is great. I still love it. It's still a passion of mine. But to get a good workout cycling, it's, you know, a couple, four hours on the bike. And, you know, when you start having kids, it's just hard to devote that amount of time to something. Um, one of the reasons I blame myself for not being a good golfer at all is just I can't devote the time to it. It has nothing to do with <laughs> that. I'm just really it. bad yeah. at it. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, um, so I started, like, kind of working out in the gym, you know, going to the Y, doing that kind of typical thing. And, 
Um, I was working downtown at the time and just realized I had no idea what I was doing. You know, I was going in there and doing the same exact thing every, you know, I was like chest and back these days and, you know, bicep sure. curls and all that kind of stuff it was the same set of five. And I was like, yeah, and I wasn't, I can't move my arms. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't increasing weights. I wasn't, you know, getting stronger. I was just literally going through the motions and I, I dreaded going. I just absolutely hated going. And so I was working downtown at the time. There was a gym downtown at the basement of uh, crew tower. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I started going there and then got signed up with a personal trainer there and started doing like personal training. And I really saw how bad I was like, you know, I was just doing mm-hmm. basic things that I look back at now and I'm, I would be embarrassed of where I'm at now, but like just something as simple as like a, a ring row or something like that. I, the trainer actually had a towel on me and like was pulling me off the floor cause mm-hmm. I couldn't, I didn't have the strength to right. pull myself, sure. you know, up and all that wow. kind of stuff. And so that's where I started and that trainer was really good. Um, and I was making uh, great progress with him. And um, he happens to live in my neighborhood now, which was really crazy. I hadn't yeah. seen him in like five or seven years. And all of a sudden, I'm you know, walking the dog or whatever. And I see that. I was like, wow. I was like, that's a blast from the past. Right. And, yeah. Um, so great guy. Um, and then uh, and so then um, changed jobs, got out of like, you know, getting you know, regular exercise and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, you know, I need to really get back to a personal trainer. So I went to see another personal trainer. And uh, and this guy was you know, was really into the bodybuilding stuff like that, which was mm-hmm. you know so I was getting stronger and all that kind of stuff, and I felt myself getting stronger. But I was like getting more bulky, and mm-hmm. um, he was gone. That's what happens when you do CrossFit. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. I touched a barbell. Oh god. <laughs> so he was gone uh, for a week on vacation, or whatever. And there was this guy that came in, and he happened to do. He was actually a CrossFit trainer. You guys probably know him. I don't remember his name to quite be quite honest. He was at another gym. Um, and he was like, basically, I'd been doing this, working with this guy for like a year, and mm-hmm. I was doing squats. I was squatting probably three fifty, mm-hmm. but I was doing like the typical, you know, you know, three quarters depth or whatever, yep. not getting to depth or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so he came in. He's like, uh, let's try a little something different with your squat today, you know. And so took almost all the way down. But I was probably doing like one fifty or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I was going to depth, and the next day I couldn't walk. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, here I've been doing this for a year, and you know all this weight, and now I've cut the weight probably in half. I don't remember the exact numbers. And I'm sore than I've ever been, you know, from a lower body perspective. And he started talking to me about things like overhead squats and these kind of compound movements and all that while I was, you know, doing the stuff that was prescribed was with mm-hmm. barbell curve, but I was just like learning a little bit more about it. And I was like, man, that sounds like right, right in my alley. So I distinctly remember um, searching out, you know, what places close to the house and they had, were just getting ready to open this um, place at the, the old car wash in Florence. And, um, so I, I called uh, the, the owner there, Matt Galster, and talked to him a little bit. And I was like, I want to sign up. And I specifically walked in for my first workout, and I was just wrecked. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I was like, I, I should be good. You know, I've been working out pretty with a personal trainer for, you know, two years now. And, you know, and, and had a, what I thought to be a good base of fitness. It was things like box jumps. I was doing like an 18-inch box jump and, you know, you know, I know 25 of those or whatever. And I was like gassed. Yeah. And I was mm-hmm. like wow, that's just, you know, this is a different ball game. And that's, I was hooked immediately. And yeah, that was kind of how I got started. That's yeah. awesome because, you know, there's definitely two different ways you can go with that. Cause we definitely see, well, I've been doing this, you know, I've had a personal trainer for two years. I'm going to be good. And then the, you get you're basically your, your ass handed to you and you're <laughs> like, well, there's something wrong with this, you know, because <laughs> I'm, right. I'm fit, but mm-hmm. you know, to t- kind of take that step back and say, wow, this is pretty awesome. Yeah. You know, and I definitely think it's a mindset going into it and, and be being a humble uh, and be that willingness to learn and, and see just wanting to have some fun while you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Cause I think that's such a huge, uh, huge draw for this is, this is way more exciting and way more interesting than, yeah. than yeah, I would like to liken it almost to whenever I went from high school to college from a public school where 
basically I majored in athletics and <laughs> I went to college and I was like, Oh man, I have to study and stuff now. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is, this is tough. Like I should be good. Oh uh, wow. Yeah. I'm prepared. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm not. And it's one of those things you just have the experience. You know, I didn't yeah. know that until you get your, you know, syllabus or what have you. <laughs> and, and, and CrossFit, you don't really know until you hit that, whatever that workout is. Like you said, Hey, I, it was and that 18th box, box jump or, you know, whatever it was. And then you're just like, okay, I got to study harder yeah. or I got to change, you know, I got to make some tweaks. Uh, you know, usually it starts with the diet. And I love whenever people come in here early and they're like, Hey, you know, I need to, I'm, I'm dehydrated or, you know, they're, they're already kind of have that awareness and then they really start attacking those areas, which ultimately speeds up the, the growth process. Mm -hmm. And uh, a thank you for sticking with us for this long, by the way. Yeah, it's been culturing. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's not a there's there's a select group. Yeah, that have stuck with us this long, and you're and it's been awesome to have you around and and to tolerate both of us for that long. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's basically what it I, is. What is wrong with I you? I think that's a reciprocal thank you because I think uh, <laughs> giving well, giving us giving us the uh, the grace that we needed because uh, again, I think when we originally took over, we we're like we had this mindset of we're gonna change the world because the way that we trained and the way that was training there was completely different that is true yeah and uh you know i think we saw an immediate like not a backlash but like a lot of people going like uh, this isn't for me yeah and you know the gym you guys came from and this gym i think have a different you know base of people of different know, culture different cultures yeah. so it's like what was working well there yeah. might not work there might not work at other places and that's, that's we, and we had the a, recognition that you guys were able to say you know this is the way we do things and you know mm. get on board or get off and you said well maybe we need to tweak the programming for oh, yeah. this you know group or whatever and that's mm. you know we had a huge learning curve coming into it and uh, it was very you know uh, just it was a growing up period for both of us going thing that we have to take a step back and say wow like we're not going to cater um, necessarily to exactly what these guys want, but we also have to respect the fact that they're coming from a different place. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you know, we're not we're not training people who are trying to go out and just kill it every single day. We're training people who are, have have lives, have families, and they yeah. want to, you know, they they want to be there for the kids, not win the next competition. Yeah, you know, and, and it's a it's a it was a big culture shift, and uh, I think you know sticking with us through that was a it's a it's not the easiest thing to do. We had some people just say, no, nope, not for me. Yeah. But, uh, you stuck around, so I, thank you. I'll tell you the most asinine thing that probably ever crossed my head was being upset. Not upset, but just like when we were leaving the car wash. Mm -hmm. And that was like my happy place, you know? And like right. it, you guys came in and it was effectively a shithole. And it was a shithole, you know? But it was, <laughs> it, was it was my shithole. And I yeah. went there every day and I loved it. And, and coming over here the first time, I was like, oh, I don't know. It just seems so big and all that. Now looking back, I was like, I can't imagine being, going back over there and working out. It's just, you know. Yeah. It's funny as, uh, as the, the Barbell Club has, has grown a little bit and stuff like that, it'd be like, it's oddly enough, that old car wash would probably be perfect for a barbell club. Just yeah. the way it was shaped. Yeah, you know, there's yeah. 120 foot long and 20 foot wide. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's amazing that we did what we did. We yeah. had two years of competitions there. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, the first yeah. year we had 70 some odd athletes or maybe even more, mm -hmm. you know, coming through the doors and stuff like that. So it was, it was pretty amazing that we crammed in as much as we did there. Yeah. So it was pretty awesome, and obviously, you know, we're we're blessed to have this pretty awesome space yeah. now. So big, big upgrade. Um, sure. What uh, just uh, personal curiosity? What yeah. what positions you play in soccer? Everywhere. I mean, I played for from the time I was like six to you know through club soccer. So yeah, um, mostly midfield. Okay. Yeah, um, outside midi, and then. Um, the only thing I, I even played goalie and indoor, you know, I was just this stupid kid that would put his face in front of the ball. So yeah. that, that, that <laughs> earns you a lot of, 
um, you know, a lot of playing time in the goal and indoor. Yeah. That's all we're really doing is trying to be in the way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and no one wants to be going. Yeah, indoor. exactly. And be dumb enough to like, yeah. Uh, be in the middle of that ping pong. Were you one of the guys that's like, I'm going to take it uh, three quarters away down the uh, the field and then try and run back to your goal? Because <laughs> yeah. it happens a lot too, yeah. like, especially in indoor. You're like, oh, I'll just dribble it yeah. out for a little while. Rina Guita. I still yeah. remember him from the back of the day, Columbia's yeah. goalie. Um, <laughs> that's cool. I was I was out. I was left mid, and left footed. Yeah. So right handed, left foot. I never really yeah. made that connection. You know, but. one of my twins is a lefty, and it's amazing. He's five, and he, you know, he, he seems like left-handed people amaze me because they see everybody doing things right-handed, and they just, you know, he'll pick up a ball, and it's 50-50 if he picks it up and throws it right or left, and it's like, like right-handed people, they never pick up something with their left hand and do something with it. Right. You know, but it's, uh, uh, yeah, lefties uh, kind of like seem to do a lot of things opposite. It, it's anything left-handed is yeah. very awkward. Yeah. Loading, loading the dishwasher left-handed is is just as hard as yeah. anything else. I went out and bought him a set of left-handed clubs, and he seems to want to play with his brother's right-handed clubs. So it's, oh, it's, really? Yeah. It's like, That's crazy. Yeah. But right's left-handed? Mm-hmm. Every, eats, and le- eats and right's left-handed all the time, but everything else is just up for grabs. Yeah. What uh, The correlation I always draw from playing sports is, is young kids. We, we've had a couple people here who are either ex-collegiate athletes or, at a minimum, ex-high school athletes. Um, I think there's a huge draw for doing – CrossFit and and just that a camaraderie, mm-hmm. uh, the B competitive spirit. Yeah. I, I find that a huge draw for for ex athletes. You yeah. find that for, kind of for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And especially as I as I started, I think um, I've kind of settled into a realm um, that where I'm here. I think you guys have mentioned it several times in the podcast. So you're playing the long game, and that's kind of how I look at this. And the, you know, like I'm every wad, I'm not going out to be, be on the top of the uh, the you know, whiteboard or whatever. I'm really here just to get consistent fitness be better than I was yesterday and I've kind of leveled off on really uh, focusing on that competitive aspect of it I'm competing with myself and not necessarily trying to beat um, other people in the gym there are you know certain people where you know I'll look at the whiteboard and be like that person is always right around the same time as I am so if I'm dropping off a workout you know like hey this person beat me by 45 seconds on a you know 10 minute workout I'm like I I, I didn't give it all my all today you know so you can kind of come benchmark yourself against people you feel like are relatively you know similar um you know background and experience and all that kind of stuff there's a huge differentiation between being able to benchmark yourself versus compare yourself Mm -hmm. and that's a huge that's a huge i think that just comes with time Mm -hmm. uh some people never get it some people get it very early on but i think the vast majority of people it just takes time to understand that like i don't have to compare myself to other people in the gym you know and I always give the example. Well, it was it was Froning, but I guess Matt Frazier is the hot name now. But like, it's like why would I? I if I compare myself to Matt Frazier um, or Froning for that matter, and anybody that has ever made the games, it's like if I compare myself to one of them, everyone would be like, "Well, that's silly. Why would you do that?" Mm-hmm. But for some whatever reason, we see people compare themselves to other people in their own gym, and it's like yeah. you get down on yourself because you didn't do that well, or you feel like you could have done better, and it's like. No, did, did you give everything you had that day? Right. And that's, I think that's the definition of success. Well, I think you can look at that in other um, areas of life, too. As silly as this might sound, um, just to put it in a little more perspective, that would be like comparing myself to Warren Buffett, you mm-hmm. know, in, in a financial sense, right? But we're kind of living through this age right now where that's like the thing to do, right? I want to compare myself to people on Facebook. I want to see what everyone's doing on you know, all these different areas of their life. Again, not to get off on a big tangent, but 
you know, I love, I love what you said, Mike. It's just like, Hey, I know there's one or two people at the gym that compare myself to. And, and that is a, is, it's a healthy thing for you though. Yeah. It's not like, Oh, yeah. you know, I, I lost him today. My day is ruined. Yeah. It's just like, Hey, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. That's yeah. where I want to push. And, you know, ultimately I think the comparison kind of thing is a low hanging fruit. And it's one that unfortunately, um, isn't always the best thing to do whenever you're, whether it's life or whether it's fitness, it's, it's just keeping it in perspective. Yeah. Well, it's a hundred percent about priorities. And I think you can, at, at a minimum, your priorities have shifted over the last five years, but I can guarantee you your priorities. If I just had to guess, it's going to be family is going to be number yeah, one, right? Absolutely. You know, so, um, Tell us a little bit about your family, because I know you. We just talked about your wife, who's a nutritionist. Yeah. You've got uh, a couple kids yeah. and things like that. Yeah. So I've been with my wife forever and a day. You know, I've been I've spent more of my li- life w- with her than without her. Probably 25 years now. Um, wow. So, um, yeah, we've we've been together for a really long time. Um, she is, you know, obviously the best thing that ever happened to me. Any any success I've had in my life has been because she's been such a rock in our in our family. Um, and we've got uh, four kids. My oldest just started high school, um, Kylie, and then... There's uh, a fun story behind that first day of high school. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. Uh, and then I've got a fourth grader, Karis, and then twins, uh, boys that are Beckett and Levi. And so I've got some interesting stories about all the kids, of course, that I would bore you guys with, but probably one of the... In, in the whole icebreaker thing, you know, tell me something, you know. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Karis, my second daughter, I delivered in the car on the way to the hospital. So... Um, so that's, that's always, a, that's always like, you know, you're doing the icebreaker thing and everybody's like, you know what? Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm left-handed and I yeah. kick and I kick with my right foot. I'm like, I delivered my second child. They're like, okay, <laughs> ice I'm, is officially broken. Yeah. I'm yeah. Jim and I like pizza. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Back up a little bit. Yeah. What, what happened with that? Oh, uh, it's, it's, uh, there's a long, uh, version of the story and a short version of the story. The long version of the story is probably, we'd have to get the FCC here for, you know, <laughs> so for the little buzzer thing because yeah. There were some choice uh, words from the wife in the car ride, but the, the, the short version of the story is that we delivered up in um, Fairfield. Uh-huh. That's where our, our uh, OBGYN was, and we live over in Northern Kentucky, and it was just a really fast labor. And so on the way there, it was like the typical you know, Monday morning rush hour traffic in the median. Oh, and, and, uh, and where it, uh, where at like seventy five? Yeah, seventy five, right on, uh, right around Sharon Road. Did you put like um, a little marker out there. I would have gone back out. Well, we every time we go by there, we're like, Harris, this is where you were born. Like literally, right oh, here, right. <laughs> in the in like literally the 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 grassy median. You know, just pulled over like something out of a you know movie. You know, you just slid through the grass, jumped out, delivered the baby. So, was back it just on the road. you and her in the car? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the that's oh, wow. unreal. Yeah, man, she was probably angry with you. Yeah, well, the whole nine months, you know, she was angry with me. Like, <laughs> you did this to me, but uh, this is your yeah. fault. That's, yeah, that's too funny. That's funny too, because like you're uh, when you go to like, you know, and put your password in. It's like they ask you the security question. Yeah. Like one of those that pops in. Right now is where were, where were you born? Yeah, right. I seventy five. Exactly. Mile marker twenty two. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty amazing. Um, I won't bore the, but we well, off off this I'll tell you guys the rest of the story and there's also some interesting stuff about getting a birth certificate when you have to have a witness that wasn't the parents so like I know there was a trucker who honked and said hey <laughs> you know we well, maybe try to tack him down but, yeah you know, wow there's a yeah, lot of did, did anyone stop or was no, no we were we literally stopped for less than a minute oh you know, it was okay. like a NASCAR pit stop so yeah wow yeah and then straight to the hospital that was a record yeah yeah that's yeah. unreal. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty crazy. I will say there. I was there for your your since your daughter just started high school. Mm-hmm. You were at the FC game. Oh yeah. Uh, it was kind of funny because you know I don't know, I've 
I've probably met her at some point, mm-hmm. but um, Pat Garrick was there. So Pat, yeah. if you ever get back to Cincinnati, which he is moving back, he right? is here, and he's just basically putting off coming back. So come on, Pat. Yeah, Come yeah, on, get back. Yeah. We'll tag him in this. Actually, It'll be fine. I have uh, one of my you know only goals of doing this was to call him out personally. On oh this, wow! To, oh. to say you know it's time, Pat. Now the truth is out. Yeah, oh, there it is. Yeah, I'm excited to get him back in. He's there. a funny guy. He, yeah. Speaking of first workouts. I don't know if you guys remember his first workout, but it was a hero wad. And Pat is an ultra competitive person. <laughs> yes, he and, is. And he said, you know "I'm going to do it." Talking ar- about pacing, Pat yeah. doesn't. No, have there's that. no, there's no throttle at all. It's just straight to the floor. But uh, he, uh, he said, "I'm going to do it RX." And you know, everybody, you guys, me, is like, "Hey, this is a really bad idea." Mm-hmm. So we look at about ten minutes into the workout, and he's just laying there. So push. I don't remember what workout it was. A push up so in the workout, and he's literally shaking, trying to get his you know, body <laughs> off the ground and just hovering a millimeter off the ground. Yeah. And, he was broken for like a week, and then he's finally like, okay, now maybe I need to, like, I've heard you guys say it a million times, Joe, you know, check your ego at the door, and yeah. you know, like, everything you got, everything you got. <laughs> yeah. you got. It's a 36 minute workout. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Settle down. God love him. No. Yeah. It's, uh, and when I saw yeah. him, it was, it was good to see him, and, yeah. and I'm glad he's coming. Glad he's back in Cincinnati, but yep. uh, glad that he's definitely coming back after we personally yeah, call, call him out, him out yeah. here. It had to be done. Sorry, Pat. Yeah. yeah it's all right. It's okay. Uh, he was, he came around, he started a little bit later, right? Mm-hmm. He wasn't one of the original Mm-mm. ones. No, right? no. Because you guys played soccer together. We did, yep. mm-hmm. yeah. He played soccer at UK, so he's, he's a big-time soccer guy. His kids are all into soccer, so. That's awesome. Mm. Uh, so where does, uh, where does the kind of fitness lifestyle fall into line with your guys' fam- with your family? Because, again, I think that's what we see a lot, with, especially with parents, mm-hmm. is this, it starts to bleed over to their kids, mm-hmm. right? Um, because I, I think, obviously, especially now with childhood obesity and things mm-hmm. like that, making smart choices and your wife's nutritionist, yeah. like it has to fit somewhere in there. Where does yeah. it fit with your guys' family? Yeah, so all my kids are into youth sports, so they're, they're mostly soccer. Um, and then uh, Kylie, actually, my one that just started high school, I think she's starting to get the bug to try to do a little bit of the CrossFit thing. So I'm going to start with the summer winds down and we're done with boating season all that. I'm going to start bringing her into some community classes, just getting her kind of introduced to it a little bit see how she likes it or whatever but sure. um yeah so you know for me personally that's one of the biggest motivations i have is you know i like to do outdoor stuff mm-hmm. and you know when we go on trips and stuff like that i want to be able to go hiking or do whatever you know just not just any particular activity and um that's the whole thing with crossfit right Pre- preparing for the unknown and the unknowable so you know you get out of the car somewhere and you're like hey we want to go do this we want to go climb this wall we want to go do whatever and I want to be able to do those things till I'm old. You know, my dad's 77. I just had him on my on a tube in the in the water. You know, like a, yeah. mm-hmm. a tube behind the boat and all that. And I was like, I want to be 77 and being jerked around by my a hole son. You know, on yeah. a tube. <laughs> you know, and like yeah. So like I want I want that's I mean, when I look at my dad and like that's you know that's what I want. I want to be able to, in, in my 70s to be able to still do fun stuff with my kids and my grandkids and all that kind of stuff. And so that's kind of my motivation for fitness. As far as the family goes, you know, we tried to get them exposed they're they're all uh, learning to play golf and you know uh, they're all playing soccer and just try to get them exposed to sports and all that kind of stuff and keep them moving and all that they're they have no issues with that the twins have been you know they they jump on their bikes and they're just off you know Mm. non-stop riding bikes and all so they're active kids um yeah so we we definitely encourage that that's awesome yeah um let's take a a quick break we'll come back and uh got a couple more questions and talk a little bit about um you know, your, your motivations in life, not just in fitness. So okay. we'll be right back. Sure. Hey everyone. If you like what you're hearing and you'd like to get started with this, head on over to triumphstrength.net and click on the get your free session now button. Coach will contact you shortly. Find us on Facebook 
at facebook.com slash triumphstrength, as well as Instagram at triumphstrength. Check out our weightlifting meet at Braxton Brewery under kegsandkilos.eventzilla.net. 60 weightlifters, food trucks, and beer. Doesn't get any better than that. And we're uh, we're back with... Uh, Coltrane. Coltrane, I like that. Uh, yeah, that'll be your new name. Yeah. We'll change it over. Cool train. I've been using C-note it for a has while. also yeah. been a, a C-note. 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 Oh, yeah. I like that. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. That's like college roomie. So that's really boring. the only reason we have these podcasts. <laughs> find out <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. the old nicknames. Yeah. Um, so we talked a little bit uh, earlier about kind of your, your motivation for fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, what other, what are, what are your big motivations in life? Um, cause again, um, there's obviously more to life than mm-hmm. just the hour a day you spend. Right. What? <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, you know, my, it's all centered around family as you would expect. I mean, that's, that is everything I do when it comes to like my job and working as hard as I do and, you know, putting the stress on myself of success and all that in my career. What do you, what do, you do? Um, yeah. So I'm a technology guy. I, uh, so I've worked for 8451, which is a subsidiary of Kroger. So, Everyone around Cincinnati probably has the Kroger Plus card. When you scan that card, you know, it says, hey, Mark likes to buy you know, protein bars and lots of toilet paper or whatever, you know. So, <laughs> How did you know that? <laughs> well, I actually looked it up before I came in here. So, uh, so you know, we, we do a lot of effectively targeted marketing to Kroger customers for um, the things they like to buy. So it was uh, 10 years, 15 years ago, um, we started, you know, we being the 8451 or in the pre- previous company. Um, that was formed from 8451, started this whole thing around, hey, let's give people incentives to buy the stuff they already want to buy and make them loyal customers rather than, you know, hey, you know, the way they used to do marketing, it says, you know, Mark lives in this neighborhood and he's, and most people in the neighborhood are in their, you know, 35 to 45 range. They have two kids and a dog or whatever. And so Matt, uh, Mark would get, you know, uh, coupons for cat food or whatever. He's like, well, yeah. I don't have cat, throw that away. So now this yeah. stuff is very targeted to you individually. And so it's, it's, uh, Really cool work, but my specific role there is I design all the data center technologies on the back end that uh, helps support all that data um, analysis and insights that we get from the data for the Kroger customers. That's pretty cool. Sounds sounds fancy. Is that something you were interested in your whole life, or is that just kind of something you fell into? No, it's actually an interesting story there. So um, my background is finance and accounting, and uh, I just really liked, um, you know, that, that I'm very structured, I'm very analytical, and I really like the kind of the, the... um, finance and accounting, um, you know, kind of from an educational perspective, I really enjoyed that. And, uh, so I went and, uh, did this internship at IBM as part of my college uh, program. And at the time they were doing this technology, technology project and implementing an ERP system called SAP and me being the young intern or whatever. And the old crotchety accountants were like, Hey, you know, young guy, go work with the consultants on this technology, you know, project or whatever. And I was like, man, the work they're doing is a lot more fun than the work I'm doing. You know, I'm, I'm running these, um, you know, asset management stuff and, you know, trying to like, you know, uh, calculate depreciation and all this stuff. And I was mm-hmm. like, and like, these guys are actually solving business problems. And I was like, I'm just so much more attracted to that. So, um, I took that and said, you know, I want to find something that I'm really going to enjoy doing day in and day out. And so I went to a company an interview with a company called Anderson consulting, whose hiring philosophy was let's hire smart people who are, have, um, where they're well-rounded, have personality and, you know, can meet with customers and we'll teach them technology rather than take a, computer nerd and try to teach them how right. to be personable people, with them. People skills. Yeah, right. So, so you can imagine which one of those is the easier approach. I'm so, a people person. <laughs> exactly. Why can't you people see that? So, so after they passed over you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, I was, I was, you know, it, it was uh, slim pickings that year. And, you know, like, I kind of 
lucked into something. But yeah, so it, that's that was how it changed. I, I literally, you know, changed direction almost overnight. It's and, really uh, interesting to, to see that you know when you talk about like these these old kind of. It just proves you always have to be open to something new mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, these guys who have been doing this accounting thing their finance mm-hmm. their whole life, like, well, this is just what I'm going to do. Yeah. And let's let this guy do it and yeah. change your whole life, mm-hmm. you know, and it's something you actually enjoy doing yeah. now. Yeah. Something I enjoy doing. And the great thing is, is that now that I'm a director in that, in that space or whatever, all that stuff around financials and, and, and all that, I mean, that all comes back into play because, you know, everything is like, okay, we're getting ready to build the system and mm-hmm. we got to talk about the, the ROI of that and, you know, what, what you know, the, all the stuff that I learned is that my background in college is all, you know, coming back full circle yeah. and I'm able to leverage that stuff and I still really enjoy it. So um, that's, it's, it's good that I'm using kind of, you know, my, both my tech, uh, academic background and then my, you know, kind of on the job experience and technology. Yeah. So we've been uh, very lucky in, the, in that kind of sense too, as far as our, our partnership, you know, Mark has a financial background and he kind of goes through a lot of the numbers for the gym and mm-hmm. I have a background in design and photography. Yeah. And it, it, it's kind of funny how all that comes full circle and yeah. you, you know, I think, I don't think it, it's, it's like one of those meant to be things. I think we've forged that into something that we can do here, but we fall. We're in. destined to be together, Jared. Well, you know, <laughs> you just got married. I'm engaged. It's kind of, it's a front. It's a front. Uh, <laughs> we're really actually just planning to turn that into bunk beds and lofts yeah. in there. And yeah. We'll just move in. Yeah. That's, that's the, the eventual plan. But yeah, to that, to that point, um, you know, I was an econ guy and, uh, I love data as well. Mm-hmm. And it's been really cool to, um, be able to be here as long as we have now uh, to nerd out on some of the numbers and try mm-hmm. to do some forecasting and different yeah. things of, of that nature. I'm on by no level um, to, to your uh, on, on your level, so to say, but it is it is really interesting. And I think, you know, some of the bigger companies with some of that stuff, um, you know, it's a lot um, easier to change course on a speedboat than the Titanic. Mm-hmm. And I feel like some companies just get so big and yep. Um, they're, 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 they're reluctant to, to change and stuff like that. But you're seeing a lot of these smaller marketing companies come in and just really start to crush it. Yep. Um, because it is such a fluid kind of a dynamic industry where, uh, there is a lot of, uh, data and stuff like that. And I think that's one of the reasons you're seeing like Facebook and Google and stuff like that be so dominant because they have, they own the data mm-hmm. and, uh, it's getting your hands on that. Cause I think we've all been you know, on, uh, you know, a website looking for a pair of shoes and then you log into Facebook and it's like, oh my God, there's, there's, you know, thir- Ad- 13, AdWords. 13 yeah, shoe advertisements one. are popping up. Like yeah. they're on to me, yeah. you know, and, uh, that stuff is super interesting. I like yeah. with Kroger's too, cause I was a Kroger customer for a long time, still am. Um, and whenever they did more of the targeting stuff, it almost makes you feel more appreciated. Like, mm-hmm. ah, these guys get me. That's Are the goal. You, yep. Do you yeah. guys do the, uh, when you check out and it spits out the coupons that are basically. Yeah. I think we provide the data for that, but yeah. it's, it goes into Kroger's, you know, POS. Uh, Were you guys in charge? I remember back in the day in the aisles, they had the coupon puller out things. Yeah. Was that you guys? You know what I'm talking about? No, but there's really interesting stuff. I don't know what I'm allowed to talk about, so the the 50 people that hear this don't get me fired. But yeah, you, you can just call me up and all. Yeah, there's really interesting stuff that Kroger's talking about with doing like, you know, like smart shelves or whatever where like, hey, is this is Mark walking down the mm. aisle and like the pricing changes on the shelf based on, you know, your or the a coupons presented to you because they know exactly where you're at in the store and all that kind of stuff. Whoa. So that's pretty cool. How stuff. would they know where you're at in the store? Uh, GPS location. GPS. I've seen some. The, uh, the, yeah. I, I've been, I, I've noticed that a big uptick in that, like even when I'm driving past places, I don't know if it's like, 
yeah they're, they're constantly pushing that out but like yeah are you at you know yeah yep um they're asking a lot of questions and things yeah. like that and they turn they turn it into almost a game um mine at least, at least android phones uh powered by by google's software they uh It'll ask you if you if you are somewhere. If you answer questions, then you mm-hmm. you level up into mm-hmm. like a, a local mm-hmm. guide. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've I've added photos to Google Maps, and it like sends you updates. Like I, uh, the one competition I did with Chris and Scotty, we went out to eat with Dustin Lewis. Mm-hmm. I remember him. Yeah. Um, and uh, I did a picture inside the place we went to. It's a super cool little bourbon bar burger joint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it like sends me updates. Like your photo is viewed eleven thousand times this week Jeez. on Google Maps. Yeah. Because wow. it's a big panorama of the whole inside, yeah. so people view it, and it's That's just cool. kind of it's kind of cool. Because again, it makes you feel appreciated, it makes you feel included. Mm-hmm. It's a, again, it's it's a dangerous balance between that uh, dopamine effect of like you know, oh, it, yeah. is my photo liked? Yeah, you know. Yeah. But right. at the same time, it's kind of cool to see that. Yeah. Um, well, that's that's a super interesting. Yeah, obviously. we could talk about that for a while. Yeah, personally, I'd, yeah. They probably bore the crap out of people, especially just the <laughs> the way that we've seen Kroger's second only to Walmart, right? Mm-hmm. As far as uh, they're the, they're the biggest grocer in the world, mm-hmm. but they are only second to, to Walmart in in Retail. goods sold. Yeah, it's the future. It yeah. really is. I was in, I was in uh, I was in a Kroger recently where they had the electronic tags. Yeah. So you know they basically put a, a one inch by yeah. four hundred inch LED screen yeah. on a shelf, and mm-hmm. then they can actually a just Mm. update these tags yeah instantly. that's a huge cost to them right just have somebody going oh. around and manually pulling all these tags and changing them out oh my gosh so yeah real quick i yeah. think everyone's wondering um the click list yeah um what is that doing to the in-store experience you know it's a good question um probably not the best qualified answer to that but I, I mean personally i'll tell you that click list i love it i mean it's fantastic mm-hmm. um you know there's I, I think the initial thought was, okay, well, you know, you could walk it through the store and you're like, oh, Pop-Tarts. Yeah, I wasn't going to buy Pop-Tarts, but I'm going to throw those in my cart. Mm-hmm. But the uh, digital experience, I think, has the same kind of thing where we're suggesting stuff uh, to, to yeah. you know, buy and that, that kind of stuff. And they're, from the from the analytics that we do, we're seeing that, that we are not losing that kind of, mm-hmm. you know, add a couple items to the basket type of um, approach that um, you would get in the store. You're not losing that on the online experience. But Is that going to get to the point? So Mark and I just went to first watch. Um, when was that? Tuesday, Monday, Monday, Monday was the first watch on Monday. And you know, it's like, it's an hour wait if, because everyone has the no wait app. Yeah. So do you see that, you know, and again, this is maybe this isn't your realm, yeah. but, uh, you know, I think there's something to be said if everyone starts using it, how easy it to scale it? They're like, you know, if that's two or three lanes, you know, what mm-hmm. if it's 12 lanes or 15 yeah. lanes, you yeah, know, it's true. just, it's easy mm-hmm. scalable thing. And that's, I think what Kroger is looking at is like, okay, well, well, they're know, competing with Amazon. Yeah, and, and I mean, you know, really, what they have in traditional e-commerce business, brick and mortar stores are liability, and they're turning that liability into an asset. Saying mm. now, what we yeah. have now is twenty five hundred distribution centers for online pickup instead of you know like you know Amazon. It's like, well, if I want something, and order it now and then go pick it up, you know, in a couple hours or whatever. Amazon, you're still waiting a day or two, if, even if you have Prime, you know. So they're yeah. they're kind of competing with that, but they've got 2,700 locations that you can just drive through and pick it up, mm-hmm. presumably in a couple hours here shortly. That right now it's the next day type of thing, but yeah, that's uh, that's pretty incredible. Yeah, and again, your uh, you know your 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 jobs quote jobs that may be lost by those ticket people who are pulling those off, they now are stocking online orders. That's right. Yeah. You know, so it's it's incredible. I mean, it's and that's the exciting part of of even you know in the fitness industry is how do you turn this kind of uh this little building into something a little bit larger mm-hmm. you know and i think there's a couple people who are in the cutting edge of that you know we had a 
a very small idea. We just have no idea how to implement. But basically, your your fitness, your Uber of fitness. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you have a you have a wealth of of uh, you know personal. We don't have out we there. don't have copyright on this yet, Jared. Right? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, right? But you, I'm just you you have your wealth of trainers out there, yeah. and a lot of them, if you're you have a lot of downtime. It's like, well, how do you have a certified trainer that can come to your house with yeah. a set amount of equipment and mm-hmm. basically do a workout for you? Yeah. There's a little bit of a creep factor in there of going to people's houses and training with them. But yeah. again, it's a... Uh, Especially with you too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, look at, look at us. Yeah. I want to grow this this really, yeah. this mustache out. I think that would really... Just let that there there are a lot more questions I'd love to, to know about the click list, but yeah. I think the through line through probably any industry is just convenience, you know? Yeah. And that's the number one reason people do what they do. And... Uh, I think we're kind of sold right now the story of uh, everyone needs to be busy at all times mm-hmm. and you're never doing enough and so on and so forth. And um, sometimes I feel like everyone just needs to like, like breathe and like realize it's okay to spend an hour and go to the grocery store if, yeah. you, if you need to. But yeah. um, definitely click list is a good option, especially if you don't like to. Yeah. Uh, one, one thing you'll probably learn later in life is that there's a relaxing thing about going to the grocery when you're single and you're like, mm-hmm. hey, I want to go and peruse the vegetables, all that kind of stuff. And then you take two oh, three-year-olds yeah. in the yeah, grocery yeah. store and you're like, clean up on aisle three, <laughs> clean up on aisle <laughs> seven. You sure. know, you're like, Stop throwing yeah. cans of spaghetti sauce. <laughs> exactly. Right. Why can't I have this? Because no, we hate you. Uh, that's a very good point. Yeah. You ever watch the league? You know the league. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. Steve. What Steve Resin? I don't yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the last name. Yeah. One of the main guys. Yeah, I was listening to him the other day, and he's talking about. He's like, you've never experienced pure hatred until you step on an airplane with three kids. <laughs> that's <laughs> it's, right. It's just the disdain right. of yeah. of two hundred people staring you, going, yeah. "If you sit by me, I'm gonna murder you." Yep. Yep. And, you know, and he's talking about. He's like, if you're in my row, you're now part of my family. He's <laughs> like, you right. will be handing yeah. out Cheerios for the next four hours. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, well, uh, I'm kind of shift gears completely, yeah. but, uh, you know, we talked obviously a little bit, a little bit about work and, you know, your family motivates mm-hmm. you, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a, a kind of correlation? I'm trying to figure out what I'm trying to say. Uh, is there a correlation between, you know, your fitness, your, your family and your job? I think, yeah. you know, the... Yeah, I think I know where. I think you know where you're going. Where, what, what makes the, what makes that motivation possible? Is it, is it, was there a, a kind of, you know, you talked a little bit about your dad. Was your dad your big hero? Was there a big motivator throughout your life, or is it just kind of, it's culminated? Honestly, it's uh, for me. uh, I look forward. I, you know, six thirty class. I'm here most most mornings. I, uh, and um, it to me, it's you know, my my life. You know, with anybody within in my shoes with a, a job and four kids and mm-hmm. you know, mortgage, all that stuff, you know, just there's stress involved with all that kind of stuff, you know. And so mm-hmm. um, when I'm laying in bed at night, my mind's racing about, you know, I got to get this done tomorrow at work and all that kind of stuff. This is the only hour that 630 to 730 in the morning is the only hour where I come in and think about none of that. There's mm-hmm. nothing more than just pick up that barbell, do this, do, you know, five more um, box jumps. And, you know, it's just so singularly focused mm-hmm. on the job at hand and it's such a relief just to get all of that other stuff out of your head and just focus on that one task and it starts my day off and I, that's one of the reasons I come in the morning I'm not a morning person at all but one of the reasons I come in the morning is because it starts my day off well I get a little uh, workout I meet up with some what I consider to be now good friends and then 
almost always I have a lot of good laughs. You know, we we're, we're, we goof <laughs> yeah, and have fun, and and so if you can start your day uh, in that positive atmosphere and mm-hmm. all that, the rest of the day is set up for a mm-hmm. better system. So that's really kind of like when I look at alignment, it's it helps me be a better um, family member or, or you know father. It helps me be um, you know better at work and all that kind of stuff because I've just started my day off in a positive way, and the whole day hopefully carries on through mm-hmm. that. That's powerful. Two two or three things there. Uh, one, you know, we just talked a lot about convenience and things like that. Um, but almost going the the long form, yes, it is only an hour of your day, but mm-hmm. for a lot of people, that's a lot to give up. Mm-hmm. Um, but almost like like i need I need this this space of time to make sure that the rest of my crazy, hectic life can be in order. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and b, or, or part two, whatever, it puts a huge responsibility, one that excites me. Uh, on us to be that, you know, we've, we've used the word sanctuary a lot here, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to be that space where you can let loose and, you know, let, let your hair down if you have yeah. hair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not, not a problem for me anymore. But, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but a place that you can come and relax. And that's a, yeah. that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a huge responsibility for, for not just for us, yeah. but for anybody that owns uh, a gym like this, because you, you have to be more than just a space that come, people come and work out. It yeah. has to be. But you guys also, I mean, it's more than that hour. I mean, because of my life and, you know, I'm gone a lot of the weekends, that kind of stuff. I'm not able to participate in all the stuff you guys do. But the fact that you guys are setting up, hey, there's this night at the FC Cincinnati game, this night we're doing bowling. And, you know, there's so much stuff for people that want to get involved in a deeper yeah. way to do. And it's it's that, even if I'm not able to participate in it, it's the effort that's there of making it more than just that hour at the gym mm-hmm. and building that community. That's absolutely recognized by every member here and I think that's one of the things that makes the place special is that that effort you guys put into making it more than just that hour you come to and walk away it's it's really uh, building a community of people that are you know like I said I've one of the most positive things I've I've seen in CrossFit is just I've made lots of good friends and people that I consider to be good friends now and yeah that's that's a couple people that I want to you know get out of my life but you know we we called it out by name Pat Garrick so yeah (laughs) let's let's leave Pat out of this we (laughs) were all we were all thinking it that's that's one of our big goals though I think is to is that's one of our our you know four core values is is community Mm -hmm. you know because we we you have to build something that we had this discussion on on Monday actually you know it would be a huge hit if if Mark or I decided that we're going to part ways, or mm-hmm. you know, if if one of the trainers left, it, it it takes a hit. But what really sustains it is the community. Mm-hmm. You know, it is definitely a top down thing. But you know, yep. there's a pretty sustainable community that if if someone's being a being a jerk, that community is almost going to take care of that person for yeah, us. Right. You know, mm-hmm. or if someone needs help, that community will definitely. So we've seen oh, it yeah. many times sure. here, mm-hmm. many times throughout the the CrossFit community in general. Mm-hmm. You know, look at the the hurricane that just you know went yeah. through Houston, and now it's going through Florida. Is you know, it's like you've got people donating equipment, money, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. These these places have been flooded out. Yeah. You know, so there's a huge uh, empathy aspect and just wanting to to be to support something they know that they love. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what excites me? I'll just chime in real quick. Um, you know, kind of the analogy I made earlier, Titanic versus speedboat. We are a speedboat. You know, we can change um, things pretty quickly, pretty rapidly. I think we've showed the ability and willingness to want to do that um, for, mo- you know, most of our members. Um, and what excites me uh, about this is I feel like I'm just scratching the surface as a trainer, as an owner, as a friend, 
as a whatever I need to be mm-hmm. um, here for the members. And I appreciate the patience that people have demonstrated. And yeah, you know, I think initially, even myself, whenever we moved from the car wash, I was like, I don't know, this building, you know, it is like, I kind of like that, like down home feel, mm-hmm. but it was the right thing to do um, to invite more people into this community yeah. because ultimately we would uh, probably have had a capper membership um, at a lower number. And because, um, you know, Greg Glassman actually said that the other day, he's like, we're, we are on a war against diseases and our affiliates are the lifeboats. Mm-hmm. And we just need to cast them out and try to get as many people in there as possible. Because just like you said, Mike, hey, man, this is how I start my day around positive people. If we look at the opposite side of the coin and like you said, hey, you know, I don't have kids right now. You do. If you start your day with whiny kids, you mm-hmm. know, getting them ready, mm-hmm. forcing them out of bed and then sitting in traffic for 45 minutes before yeah. work every day, that yeah. might change your perspective. That might change your interactions with the people around you at work. And now all of a sudden you're the a-hole at work that just comes in and you know lowers his head and just does this thing and then leaves so and, and probably for the record my wife is the one that deals with the whiny kids yeah. in the morning <laughs> sitting in traffic well, so, so thank you honey she Appreciate is a that. great person to do that <laughs> um, well and, for sure and, and and probably to 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 benefit everybody uh, i think when we had marty on here he kind of talked about you know catherine you know they've made a, he's made a priority and as a family they've made a priority to to mm-hmm. get to allow him to come in here mm-hmm. you know yeah. he said you know he wakes up his wife takes care of the kids so yep. he can get here in the morning mm-hmm. and then go to work um you know not that she she's equally as busy as he is yeah. but this was the kind of compromise they had you mm-hmm. know and i think that's that's huge to to be able to to as a family come together and say this is going to be a family priority mm-hmm. not just something that you're going to go selfishly do yeah right and, and as you just acknowledge that that's you know something you're clearly aware of so mm-hmm. whenever you get home it's like I'm sure you've told her a time or two. I hope you have, Mike. Thank you, you know, for doing yeah. that. Thanks a lot, and Mark. You just threw me on the bus. I, um, <laughs> I appreciate I hate that. to do that, but... <laughs> just get some. Uh, you know I can tell you is. today, I'm going to go home and say <laughs> yeah. before this airs. Today, so. we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll postpone it. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, I have, uh, I've got two two more big questions for you. Yeah. Only because one one is which I've seen more of a, um, a very commonality between a lot of the people we've talked to and definitely for myself is... Um, do you see the, and it's been five years, so mm-hmm. it might be hard to remember prior to that, but do you see a change in your mental capacity because of CrossFit in everyday life? Because mm-hmm. the, the big, the big thing that I've noticed and Mark and I've talked about is, um, is, is just my, my ability to problem solve has, has probably changed, yeah. uh, in the way I address, I address things that have come up. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if there's been a change, a mental, a mental change. Yeah. Yeah, for for me, uh, I think I think you know, I it's been so long. I it's it's I actually have to go back to like some of those original. One of the ways that the old owner of this place, you know, marketed was he would just tag people in photos, you know, like Facebook. Yeah. So that's actually one of the reasons I discovered that gym was even coming available. Is I saw some people that I was friends with that were working out this gym that were tagged in Facebook. I was like, oh, that's exactly what I'm looking to do. Yeah. I reach out to them, see if they like it or whatever. So, um, and so if I go back to some of those photos five years ago, so everyone's that will pop up in the feed. And I'll look at the weights I have on for like a push press or whatever. Yeah. It's like it's maybe a quarter of what I'm mm, doing now. Right. So when you look at it across the you know five years, and I was starting uh, you know out and was obviously very strong coming in, but I was you know doing the right thing and kind of starting trying not to you know um, go too heavy and, and injure myself. But you know you look at it, and so I was like push pressing like you know 75, 85 pounds, and I'm like mm-hmm. you know I was like the, you know, so you it, you see that kind of journey, and you and it's at this point in the game where you're it's 
if you're doing a PR, it's a, you know, a couple pounds at this point, you know, cause you've kind of plateaued. You don't uh, have those 20 pound jumps. Yeah. Anymore. Right. Right. Yeah. And so, um, learn, you learn to appreciate those small. Yeah, yeah. Right. And, and we've talked about, you know, kind of my, my thing. And you, one thing I would do want to recognize is your guys, um, I've, I've heard you guys say it before. Not everyone can do it, but you know, your guys are constantly focused on people staying within, you know, it's, it's a fine line between pushing yourself to, to advance and pushing yourself outside of where you're safe. Yeah. And um, so uh, I, you guys know I've got issues with my shoulder and back that were pre-existing conditions or whatever, but every once in a while I'll go for a heavy deadlift or something like that and or a combination of running and box jumps and you know I'll have back issues, whatever. But you guys are acutely aware of that. And like even you know, it's, it, having uh, you know, however many members we have, you know, hundreds of members, you know, we, we say, you know, well, over 100 members, I said not hundreds, but uh, anyway, you know, literally you, dozens of people, do, do, dozens of people, there. <laughs> more than 10, yeah, more than 10. But you know, you guys are, are aware of everyone's individual situation and can like say, hey, you know, this you may want to scale this or you may want to, mm-hmm. you know, dial back because this, this is something that may, you know, aggravate your, you know, existing condition. So that safety thing is it's a huge thing in building that kind of trust we talked about earlier. But, um, you know, back to the mental capacity thing, I do think it's it, it goes back to, um, there's so many times where I walk, walk in and look at a workout. I'm like, man, this is nearly impossible. And I don't arcs every workout. I don't arcs many workouts actually, you know, but even scaled, you know, I'm like, man, that's, it seems like a lot of stuff. And so when you get done with a workout like that and you say, man, I did that, you know, mm. it's just building up your confidence that, you know, there's mm. not a lot that you're going to run into in life that you're not going to be able to look at and say, I'm going to break this up into, you know, like a yeah. chipper style. You know, if I got to do something, you know, in my life, I'm just kind of breaking up into like a chipper style thing. I, I got to get through this one step at a time and hundred percent. Yeah. So and, and there's definitely moments in there where you're like, I want to quit. Yeah. And, yeah. But, but you know, you yeah. keep going and yeah. you finish and yeah, I think the biggest thing is you get, you can, you, again, just, this is just a personal thing and, uh, maybe you agree, maybe you disagree, but it's when you want to quit, you know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel mm-hmm. because you've, you've done it. You're, you know, yeah. your, your body has gone through something that, wow, I didn't think I could do that. And I did now, yeah the problem you may be facing is may not be physical. You know, yeah. maybe it's a thing at work, maybe yeah. uh, it's emotional thing, but you know, that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And just that alone, I think has been mm. a huge mindset shift. Yeah. Um, for me anyways, um, I'll, I'll wrap things up here. We've had kind of a, a canned question, but it, it's always interesting to see the different versions that people have given us. Um, and it's really just a very simple question that, uh, what is your definition of fitness? Yeah. So, um, I, I kind of look at it a little bit bigger than fitness and just a more of a general statement is my definition of anything is continual improvement of yourself. And fitness is one aspect of that. Mm. Um, anytime that you're doing anything that's making you better at, you know, better than you were yesterday, um, it's, it's um, pro- progressing yourself into the better version of yourself. And that's what I'm doing in here fitness wise. That's what I'm doing at work uh, when I'm doing other things. It's just how, what am I doing today, whether it's, you know, training at work, whether it's, um, you know, trying to read a, you know, something that like a self-help book, I started doing like podcasts and um, audio books on the way to work rather than just kind of like vegging out, mm-hmm. listen to the radio just to better myself. And so this is just one example of, you know, the fitness aspect where I have a very um, great uh, group of people that I know they're going to help me improve myself daily mm. and do it in a safe way. You know, 
Um, I'll talk about a little bit about you know just the 6:30 class in general. We've had you know I've had tons of people coming in and out. I've been doing it for five years, probably doing the 6:30 class for two or three years. There's a point there where. It was me and you, Jared. We were date, yep. date night. You know, <laughs> yep. Jared would say seven, training. seven minutes of burpees to go. And yeah. then like, oh, gosh, it's going to take Colgan forever. And just like a yeah. normal first date, someone's crying. At yeah, you. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Um, so, um, so, yeah, but like the things that I think, you know, fitness wise, you know, is like it's very easy to say, you know, hey, I used to do um, a clean of 155 and now I got 175. I'm getting better or whatever. But mm -hmm. like Mike Whalen's a great example that's come in here. He's relatively new. I've been here for a little less than a year, I think. But, um, but you know, watching him go from mobility of, you know, a, you know, on a clean or whatever from being able to get to like, you know, I don't know, a quarter squat or whatever to like last time I saw him, he's like getting full depth, you know? Yeah. That's, that's, the type of improvement I'm talking about. And that's, it's, mm. it's not just about the weight you're putting on the bar. It's really about, are you able to improve yourself in different aspects, mobility wise and, and uh, that kind of stuff where I think I, I get really excited about being, it's being part of the community. I get as excited about watching, mm -hmm. you know, Mike, like I, I literally hadn't even noticed. And I looked over, I was like, Oh shit, look at Mike, man. He's right. yeah. like full depth on his squat right now. Yeah. And that, that's pretty cool. Seeing uh, Craig do a bar muscle up or whatever, you yeah. know, like, you know, like that kind of stuff. Like, that's that's really cool and that and that and so kind of a little long-winded uh, answer but you know my, my definition of fitness is all that all those people that are coming in and doing something today that they weren't able to do yesterday and that you know self-improvement is um it's not only inspiring when i'm doing that stuff but i'm inspired by other people that are doing the same so yeah i, I love, I love it because i think if uh you know it's, it's kind of like you're spinning your wheels you mm -hmm. know if you're not kind of growing and, yeah. and pushing yourself in area in, in areas of life whether yeah. it's mentally physically relationship whatever you're you're doing ultimately you know the saying with businesses if you're not growing you're dying but yeah. uh, i think it's evident in in fitness especially as you age you know you don't want to go into atrophy you want to yeah. thrive right yeah thank you yeah, sir i think, I think awesome. uh one one thing that i would say kind of in closing is like one one of my favorite there's a place we go in Michigan there was a sign on the wall I want to find it somewhere I just haven't done it but it says when's the last time you tried something new right mm -hmm. and so here you guys and, and I'll, I'll, that's one of my favorite things in the world I just want to be able to try new things or whatever experiment do new things and here there's I'm, I'm amazed I've been doing this for five years I walk in and I'm like how have I not done something you know and right. you guys are like okay you know we, here's something new you know yep. and like it's, mm -hmm. it's amazing to me that after five years I'm like I don't think we're do I've done the same workout twice in five years other than the, you know, the, the benchmarks, the benchmarks yeah. and all that kind of stuff. It's amazing to me. So that's, yeah. that's kind of cool. So. Awesome. Mm. Thank you, sir. Uh, and thank you for listening to Everyday Athlete. Join us next week as we dive deep into the lives of the people who make us great. Thank you. Coltrane.